the next startling installment of CKUT's Sojourns in Space will begin presently. But first, an important message. Are you seeking salvation? Enlightenment? How about plain old fortune and glory? If you are, trust the tried and true. Trust Grudax. He delivers. And how? No need to put your faith in the latest newfangled deity who'll just let you down. Just leave it to Grudax. He's always come through before, hasn't he? Message ends. Heroes, the two dudes, were separated after carrying out an attack on the Great Peace Bridge on Colchis. Dude in the gray suit found his way into the luxury space liner of teenage entrepreneur Orpheus Anderson in search of revenge, only to get roped into an awkward game of romantic intrigue involving influencer, Comtesse, Henrietta de Camp. Little did he know that Judith also held the woman who'd sworn revenge on him, and her strange alien Zorbong ally were also on board, as was the crime-busting space witch, Betsy Brackett. The ship eventually crashed on the savage planet Notos, more precisely as luck would have it, on the head of the enormous god serpent that was about to consume the dude in the brown suit, along with Gladys Sturgeon. After reuniting and dodging their small army of pursuers, the two leapt blindly into the snake's cave, hardly knowing what awaited them. For indeed, at the other end of the long, dark tunnel is a nondescript opening, guarded by two tie-dye-wearing guards who seem less than dedicated to their duty. Hey! Fuck this, man! It's not like you got anything better to do, bro. That's where you're wrong, man. Dead wrong. Yeah, I'm a god, man. Gods don't guard cave openings. You're a god, I'm a god. Like, we're all gods here, bro. Except some of us are the god of everything, and some of us are the god of landscaping. Did I hear you right? You imply landscaping isn't important? I guess, bro. Mistake, man. I mean, without landscaping, people would have, like, way shittier looking gardens. Like, when was your last offering, though? Seriously? Like, can you even remember? Of course I can. I, I will, you know, like... Case in points, dude. Let me think, okay, man? I mean, like, think of it this way. God serpents the other end of the cave. What's the point of us being here? None, I guess. See? But wait, like, the god serpent's taking a nap right now. Like, maybe somebody could just sneak past it if they, you know, like, if they, like, really wanted to. But who's gonna go in a smelly, dingy cave with a giant snake in I mean, I know, like, humans are dumb as fuck, but, like... <laughs> hey, who are you? <laughs> wait, my, my brains are still up there somewhere. Were you just waiting to come out at that exact time to disprove my point? Admit it. Who put you up to this? Ugh. 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 Rough landing. Seriously, do not move. Are you on holy ground right now, asshole? Oh, yeah? What the fuck? What's wrong with this thing? You should be seeping to the grass by now. Idiot. You can't kill a god with a ray beam. Did he say god? Dude! You literally shot God! Okay, calm down. A God, not the God. Still just as useless, though. 
We're bringing you two in right fucking now. What for? You're perfectly fine. Ergo, I didn't do nothing. I believe that'll stand up in a court of law. This is the God's fear, asshole. No mortal set foot here in millions of years, bro. Whoa. That means... Ha! Huh, I stepped first. How do you like that, geezer? Congratulations, kid. What's the penalty for treading on this so-called God's fear, then? A death. Death. Figures. Yes, I'll put you on the chair first, kid. Ain't that something? Shit. Brown bemoans his fate by burying his head in the divine lawn, which does not prevent the godly guards from hauling both the dudes behind back to the dimly glimpsed citadel in the distance. At the same time, or perhaps not, wonky heaven time being what it is, the towering headquarters of the unholy order of space witches is all in apprehension. The supreme matriarch, also called the great matriarch, waits in the elegantly cobwebbed lobby for the arrival of her two most notorious employees, Gladys Sturgeon and Betsy Brackett, fresh from cleaning up the mess in no time. I'm telling you, just the head was this big, great matriarch. Well, it's all taken care of, most unreverend one. We've arranged for all the Notos residents to be returned to their planets of origin, uh, at least the ones not guilty of any crimes, and retrieved to the calm from the God Serpent's digestive system. Good for us, it's real slow. And? Uh, sister, what? Could you be a little more specific, oh most malodorous? Did you get them? Oh, them. Well... No probes or familiars we sent down the hole came back, Matriarch. We can only assume they've perished in the abyss. Oh, for fuck's sake. You're shitting me, right? You've been doing this for how long, Betsy? At least she's got the naive to the ways of the universe card to play. You should know better. At least 200 times better. I... Don't even bother to say anything if you're going to be so disgusting. Or should I say, lovely... I apologize for that. Please, Great Matriarch, believe us. That cave had bottomless pit of perdition written all over it. You know the witch's motto, Gladys. Or perhaps you need reminding. Sisters! No, no body, body, not dead. Not dead. Granted, but I think my partner and I deserve a little credit. What for? Failing to catch the two rotten wankers you've been chasing for heckity knows how long? Or the mass-murdering psychopath that's been following them like hell fleas on a hellhound? To our credit, mostly Gladys's, we saved the clown from destruction, brought it back in time to avert an intergalactic energy crisis, and apprehended the being responsible for the whole thing. Thanks, sister. I couldn't have done it without you. Well, well. Don't we have a high opinion of ourselves? All right, you want your bloody recompense. You don't have to wear the pointy hats of shame. How's that? Oh, thank you, great matriarch. For Strix's sake, don't grovel. If there's one thing I hate, well, that would have to be puppies, but groveling's definitely top five. Now, I believe the oog slugs are in the need of feeding. Why don't you both grab a bucket of gunge and hop to it? We'll sure do that. Just, oh, wow. Who knew Gunge could be so heavy, huh? Not me. Supreme Matriarch? Betsy, enjoy yourself, won't you? I certainly am. <laughs> Serves you right. Ugh.
She's a real bitch, huh? Ain't that in her job description? I think she likes it. We save the fucking universe, and for that we get to feed the slugs. It does seem very unreasonable, but hey, what you gonna do? I'll tell you what. Sister! The Gunge! What about those poor slugs? Fuck them. This way. But... Uh, that's the dungeon! What do you want that's there? Just some answers. Hey, Mabel! Hiya! How'd that blind job and caucus turn out? Har har har, Mabel. Where's our latest guest? Non-human section. Far left. Much obliged. Sister, just... Wait! Ugh. What's that you got there? Oh, just some gunge for the slugs. Looks heavy. Yeah, I never thought it'd be this heavy. That's what she said! <laughs> Hilarious. Now I remember why we locked you up, Wombat. Ah, nobody likes my jokes, except that talking cloud guy. Shut up, Wombat! I've had just about enough of your crazy cloud talk. Sorry if he bothered you, Gladys. Oh, it's no bother, sister. Hey, would you mind holding this? Uh... Thanks, I'll just be a second. That's what she said! Ow! Hey, you missed a whole monologue. Yeah, I got held up. I reckon he should just be getting started, though. Ah, the younger one! Shall we play a round of good cop, bad cop, then? How very original! Cut the crap, Zorblong. You're done. Even that lady you stuckered into adopting you delivered you into our hands when she found out you'd blown half her fortune on premium stomach lubricant. It was not vanity! It was an integral part of my plan! You know, sister, I think it really might have been, for what it's worth. <sighs> What I want to know is, do you know where we can find the dudes and your old associate, the murderous Miss Osterheld? Well, well, wouldn't you like to know? But what would be it for me? I must say, I'm not really seeing the angle here, officer. How's this? If you lead me to them, I'll spring you here and now. Sister! I can tell you're a crustacean monster used to a certain level of comfort. This smelly dump isn't exactly your style, is it? You know, they pipe in the stench from the pit of horrors. It only gets stronger when the slug's mating season comes around. <laughs> How interesting! You're willing to flout the rules of your own order. Could it be that I plan to be caught all along to subvert your ranks from within? That a yes or no, pal? Hmm. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you. We Zorblongs do not know the gods have been to that cavern unnoticed, but through our superior science, we have long been aware of realities that exist stacked upon our own. Hold on. Stacked? Like... Like Jenga blocks. Wait, really? No, not at all. But you can think about it that way if you like. Jerk. Anyway, most of these realities only have different colored traffic lights or something, but according to our calculations, there must be a dimension that lies atop all the others. A supreme realm inhabited by unknown beings of tremendous power. 
There must be, huh? Sounds pretty shaky to me. From my analysis of the readings of the cave, I am certain that it must be a portal into this highest reality. Unfortunately, such portals only open at very particular times. How convenient, if you think that's getting you out. Let me finish, human. There must always be at least one passable opening. With access to sufficiently advanced equipment, I can locate it. Equipment such as can be found in the Tachyon Observatory at Forrester Labs. Now you want us to break you into some place, too? You got some nerve for a little critter. Right. How do I know this isn't part of some elaborate scheme? You don't, of course. But I doubt that basic space witch training includes operating a tachyonometer in a matter it was never designed for, for without it rupturing the fabric of reality. Whatever. Sister. Oh, no, no. Don't even think of scurrying off. You're going to handbag the whole way, pal. Can we talk about this? Sure. Talk. But first, stuff our friend in here and put some shit on top so you can't see the tendrils. Oh, the things I do for my genius! Hey, wait a second. Why's it gotta be my handbag? If I give you mine, will you go along with this? Uh, well, I guess we're already in hot water for leaving the slugs hungry. That's the spirit. Go on, right in there. My beautiful tendrils! Yeah, yeah, that's good. Come on. If we hurry, we'll be out of here before they notice it's gone. That's what she said. <laughs> that was a good one. With the Zorglong carefully concealed in Betsy's handbag, the two witches walk out of the dungeon, trying their best and failing to look innocuous. Mabel continues holding the bucket, for some reason. In another dimension entirely, the dudes are brought to the courtyard of the Citadel, which up close looks more like the insane creation of a severely stoned architect than a stately bastion of divine elegance. The area is utterly deserted, apart from a man in a cheap suit lying face down in a patch of mud a few paces from them. That's the shittiest heaven I've ever seen. Of course, it's also the nicest. Shut up. Yeah, shut up, both of you. Like, where the hell is everybody, bro? Like, I know, man. Let's just ask Robertson. Robertson? I am not touching him. Hold up. Robertson, the god? What's your problem exactly, bro? You don't exactly know when to keep your mouth shut, do you, mortal? Have you met mortals? Don't all like that, bro. Like, go kick that slob already. I think, being a mortal myself, I gotta say some words in defense. Kick me on that, kid. We're only digging our own graves here. Now I'm thinking our best bet is to wait for an opening. Get. Find us some nicer gods, maybe. Hey! Wake up! Where'd everybody go? Oh! Oh, whoa! I gotta stop falling asleep in pools of mud face first! <laughs> Seriously, it's getting embarrassing. Answer my question, man. Where is everybody? Who knows, man? Nobody tells me anything. Last time Marty decided to wipe out all intelligent life, I didn't hear about it till he had the deluge all lined up. Whoa, hey, who are these people? Or oh, fine. Keep the hell away, you moocher. Hey, I object. We ain't nobody's fine here. We're people, okay? 
Models, huh? Shit. Well, somebody's in big trouble. What do you mean? As soon as we bring him to Grudax, man, you know, he'll like... How dumb are you, Brad? Who do you think the big guy's gonna blame for this? Whoever's closest to that suit, by bringing them to him, you're not only ensuring that you're those persons, but also making sure he finds out about it as soon as possible, when, in fact, there's no reason he should find out about it at all. Bro. Like what, man? He's made way too much sense. Like, I'm gone, bro. Hey, you look... Oh, fuck it. Wow. You can say that again. Don't actually... Wow. What? <laughs> Look at those losers. Well, what do you expect from the gods of topiaries and glaciaries and shit? I suppose you're a much bigger deal than them, then. Well, yeah. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm Robertson, god of marketing. I don't doubt it. You gonna sell me something? Why in the ever-loving godsphere would I want to? I don't think you get how this god game works, friend. Brad couldn't arrange a decent-looking shrubbery to save his life. But whenever someone somewhere changes the layout of their petunias or some shit, he knows it's because of him they even can do it. Not exactly sure how that works, but many a garden would be poor if he weren't around. Wait. So what is it you all do? Ah, uh, party, mostly. Oh, and come up with shockingly elaborate practical jokes. Like platypi! <laughs> oh, still funny. Great Grudax. Are you all complete cretins? No, sir! We got dunces, imbeciles, morons, ignoramuses, dumbasses, and still other hitherto undiscovered varieties of unpleasant folk on sale this Friday for 50% off! Uh, oh, and the big guy, well, is in a class all his own. You serious? Always! Except when I'm not. Oh, man. I always thought platypi were too messed up to be real. You would fit right in here, kid. Well, oh. I for one don't plan to stick around Celestial Nutsville. Suit yourself, partner. You got an exit planned, or just planning to jump off the Mobius Falls and try your luck? I'm obliged to tell you that didn't work out so good for old Oscar, and he was the god of sudden leaps into the abyss. Come on, this is getting ridiculous. Is there a god for... for everything? If it's got a name and somebody gives a shit about it, then, uh, yeah. Look, mister, I ain't stupid. You can't convince me there's a god of... I don't know, aftershave or some shit. Uh-huh, Bruce, nice guy, a little bit flaky. Uh, come on, uh, piñatas. Are you kidding? Anatole, oh, he is a riot. Uh, surely not. Dandruff? Oh, the, uh, that's Odette, an ex of mine. What was I thinking? She's much better off with Gary the God of Shampoo, that's what I can say. Can we... Wait, wait! Curling! Curling? Oh, come on, don't be silly now. That's all very interesting, Mr. Whateverson, but I got a feeling back there that you were implying you knew a way off this backwater. I do. If you'll follow me, gents, I will gladly show ya. Oh, just like that? Okay. Hold up. What's in it for you, then? I don't trust anyone who doesn't have an ulterior motive. Well, I'm getting rid of a potentially enormous pain in the ass while it's still no more than a mild itch in the behind. And those two fuckers will owe me big time now. Good enough for me. 
Whatever, man. Stay if you want. Maybe there's a, a god of double-crossing assholes around here somewhere. You'd get along famously. Really? Yeah, fuck you too, kid. Oh, you mean Phil! Now you mention, he does tend to hang around here sometimes. Just, um, just make sure you don't entrust him with any valuables. Or painful secrets. Hey, wait up. Ha! Don't. Reluctantly accompanying the mustachioed marketing god and brown, Gray leaves the courtyard, heading once more into the great grassy field that appears to stretch on through the entire infinite expanse of the god sphere. Somewhere in that expanse, a third mortal, thus far undetected, skulks about cautiously. Without warning, a strange bubble-like craft flies over Judith's head, and, noticing her, swiftly touches down, opening up as it does so, and revealing a shades-wearing god with a weird smirk on his face. Hello. I don't know ya. Do you <laughs> need help? Oh, thank goodness you came. I don't know what I'd have, I'd have done without you. No, no, that's quite all right. <laughs> You're perfectly safe. I fell down a cave, and next thing I'm here in this dreadful place with not a soul to be seen... My father must be worried sick. Don't worry. This isn't any nasty dimension you find yourself in, lass. <laughs> it's the God Sphere, you see. The God Sphere? <laughs> well, so I said. You're a god, then. A real god. Quite so. McQuaid, a god of duplicity, at your service. <laughs> uh, may I give you a right to a citadel? My father told me to be wary of strange deities, especially ones that laugh maniacally after every other word. <laughs> Sounds like a sensible man, this father of yours. Well, you must understand, lass. I ain't one of the gods you should be looking out for. <laughs> I'm really a decent sort, only given my area, I've got to keep up appearances. That's so. Aye. <laughs> believe me, I wish I wasn't so shifty looking, but there's nothing for it. You believe me, do you? I suppose. I was, uh, with some friends of mine, but I seem to have lost sight of them. You wouldn't happen to have seen them by any chance. I can't see as I have. <laughs> but if they're here, they'll surely be at the Citadel. It's a long walk from here. All right, then. Take me on your flying bubble, sir. Just don't try anything, or I'll tell my father. Wouldn't dream of it, lass. <laughs> Please. It's a little hard to believe what you say when you keep laughing like that. Oh, I know. <laughs> you wouldn't believe what it's done to my love life. And I don't care to find out, thank you. As they enter McCoy's curious vessel, which appears to somehow expand to accommodate two passengers. On the mortal plane, something is happening that is so different that even your stalwart narrator can't come up with a suitable segue. In simple terms, Betsy and Gladys, with the Zorblong along for the ride, are trundling down a poorly lit maintenance corridor below the imposing headquarters of Forrester Labs. Gladys can't help but whistle to herself, which she doesn't seem to realize does not make her seem less suspicious. <laughs> These corridors carry sound for miles. We don't want to draw any more attention to ourselves. Oh, okay. Haven't really seen anybody in a while, though. Me? 
maybe it's lunchtime? Incorrect! Lunchtime at Forrester Labs consists of ten minutes allotted for the consumption of a patented nutritional paste. What? That's awful! Walmart Forrester is a cruel man. Some hates. Mm-hmm. Oh, would you get me out of here? I'm suffocating. I thought you breathed through your tendrils. You need to stretch. That better? Immensely. Now I can monologue properly. Oh, please don't. If he tries, stick him back in there again. Careful now. We're close. If I have planned this correctly, we should have a suitable distraction coming up presently. What do you mean? That don't sound kosher. You will see. Impressive, eh? Yeah, I mean, like, if you like big blinking lights. As it happens, I do. But not as much as I like you, my dear Comtess. What the hell? Forrester's here. How can we use the equipment if he's showing off to some girl he wants to impress? Wait, that's Valdemar Forrester? He's like eight! Fifteen, actually. Whatever. I find it disturbing that I have a greater grasp of human aging patterns than you. Monster, answer my question. Just wait! My genes will become evident presently! Observe what an intellective genius dedicated solely to personal gain can achieve! Yes, but also, so much more. I mean, there's some more blinky lights, too? Is that what you mean? My dear Comtest, that's the largest single sheet of glass in existence in the universe. Perfectly optimized to detect and visualize tachyons flitting through planes beyond our own reality. A window to eternity. Sounds like I need to leave you two alone. Maybe I should, like, do that. If you'd like, but then you'd miss the diabolical true purpose of this entire complex. Diabolical, huh? Okay. You get another chance, Waldy, but those tachyons better melt people's faces or something. Not quite. They are, however, a previously untapped source of unspeakable energy. Energy that far surpasses the clon generators used by my competition. In the field of battle, the difference would be like spears against ray cannons. You see? You see? <laughs> Those fools, they have no idea what's coming for them. Hey, you seem pretty serious about this conquering the universe thing, huh? Oh, yeah. How'd you like to make out on the God Emperor's throne while the still warm bodies of his Praetorian Guard litter the Golden Hall? Oh, yeah. Now you're talking. How about a preview? Just shut your eyes and imagine the bodies. Forrester, we must discuss. Do <gasps> Yeah, Anderson, what are you doing here? I had a meeting with you. Crucial business to be discussed? That was on Tuesday. Confound that, Dorothy. I'm sorry about this, my dear. Dear. Very well, Countess. I believe I understand now. Orpheus, look, it's not like that. I think it is like that, actually, Anderson. I take it you and my angel had a fling of some kind in the past. 
you had better accept it has ended. The better man, as you can plainly see, has won. This is why you would not return my calls after dinner, then. Even when I set Lamont to the task of keeping tabs on you, you evaded him completely. No one has ever achieved that. Look, you just weren't the guy I thought you were, okay, Orpheus? And besides, wait! You sent that sycophant to follow me? The actions of a desperate man. It's obviously she prefers me, Pipsqueak, someone who has a real, actionable plan to take over creation. Not to mention actual facial hair. You lie! That is barely peach fuzz. Got the reading you need yet? Looks like this little love triangle might resolve itself soon. Do not rush me! I am nearly there! Knobs are challenging! What is it with all these teenagers anyway? Shouldn't they be in school or something? It's a fucked up universe, Gladys. Getting older is discovering new levels of fucked upness. Guess these kids are a bit ahead of the curve is all. Wow, sister. That's a pretty depressing thought. Hold on. That ledger again? What are you writing this time? Have a look. Don't get into philosophical discussions with your partner while helping to hide an alien monster operating delicate equipment from megalomaniac teenage entrepreneurs. Think that's likely to come up again? Well, you know, always be prepared. Oh, yeah. I forgot you were a space scout. Had enough, have you, you small man? <laughs> you do not frighten me, Forrester. In my grand plan for the coming millennia, you were only less than a footnote, an appendix entry. Orpheus, like, I think you should leave. You heard her. Crawl back to your sycophant and your pathetic 50-story tower. Soon it will be ash. Fine, Forrester. I will grant you this victory, but only because I have the utmost respect for the lady's wishes. Farewell, Comtesse. You see before you Orpheus Anderson. Reduced to merely Orpheus Anderson. Yeah, yeah. If you're about finished, exits that way, Orpheus Anderson. Sorry, I mean Orpheus Anderson. Don't rub it in, Waldy. He's a sweet guy. And that's the trouble, isn't it? You know, you can just tell. No evil mastermind worth a nickel would wear a suit that could be described as cream. And, you know, I heard he wears cape. <laughs> Eggshell, you poser. Orpheus! You, like, you totally... Y yes I defenestrated him. What a beautiful word. That's, like, the most bad guy thing I have ever seen. You think he's all right? Almost certainly not. Wow. Hold me, Orpheus. I think I might seriously faint like those stupid girls from those Paleolithic movies. I have you, Contess. We are joined now. Nothing can sunder us. Attention, tachyon accelerator critically damaged, explosion imminent, rapid evacuation recommended. You better be finished, Zorblong. Come on, sister, we're getting the hell out of here. I have it! I have it! Can you remember all those numbers? Do you need me to write them down? Bah! Zorblong memory capacity far exceeds that of humans! I always remember all my passwords without the aid of any mnemonic device! Whoa! Gladys! Who? You! Officer! What a coincidence! Isn't it? Believe me, if I had the time or the capacity to arrest you, Mr. Anderson, I would. But we're a little- <laughs>
Cassius, I totally come and visit you every day. Really? Say, officer. Got the broomsticks unwrapped, sister. About ready to get going? More than ready. What about the lovebirds here? Light as they are, we might be able to bring them. Um, fine, but you take Anderson. Come, Tess, climb on. Might we get going? I do not care for tapions and have to meet them up close. Hey, why is your handbag, like, talking? Oh, it's the latest thing. Haven't you heard? The observatory is rocked by another mighty blast originating from behind the shattered window, this one growing to consume the entire room and all the equipment therein. Fortunately, the witches and their passengers are already soaring up through the building's labyrinthine ventilation system, easily outpacing the explosion. Goodness, these things certainly fly. I do not suppose you know if your order holds the patent. Sorry, little buddy. We at the order don't do business with outsiders. You understand. I can make it extremely worth your respective whiles. You can't do that to a figure of speech. I'm sorry, it ain't right. Hmm. This conversation has begun to disinterest me. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want me to just drop you off here? No, please do not drop me. I didn't mean it, okay? You just gotta learn some manners. It's... Hey, where the hell are we? How should I know? I do not make a habit of traveling through vents. On jet-powered broomsticks. Smartass. Wait, there's an alcove here. What are you doing? Should we not be trying to reunite with your partner and my darling? Hold your horses, lover boy. I'll just contact her so we can get our bearings. Sister. Sister? Betsy? Ah, shoot! It's busted! Must have been those stupid tachyons! Are you hearing that? Yeah, it's the sound of the penny dropping. I'm sorry to say it, little buddy, but we're lost. Look! At your feet! What? Uh, are those? Little blue men? Yes, they are. Thanks for that. They must be Quanids. Wow! I took a course on their language and culture for an elective, but I don't remember them ever mentioning they were so tiny. Careful! Don't move your feet! I'm... not. You can speak to them, then, officer. What are they saying? Uh, well, it's kind of a weird dialect. Honestly? Seems Forrester was keeping them throughout the complex to use as slave labor. The fiend. Hold on. I'll tell them they don't need to worry about that anymore. Why do you need to battle like do? You think they got the message? I think so. I didn't do all that well in that class, if I'm being honest. The tones are really hard. It can change the whole meaning of a sentence. Are those miniature ray guns the ones that are pointing at us? As the enraged hordes of blue homunculi encircle them, Gladys and Orpheus are left to sort out this rather unexpected situation, while elsewhere Betsy and the Comtesse finally manage to find a vent that leads to open air. It takes them some moments to realize that the others are not right behind them, and a few more to start worrying. Ugh! Did you two, like, plan this? I finally find a guy who's bad enough, and you lose him! What the fuck? Believe me, Comtesse, I didn't plan any of this. No, I! Who would have 
trying to explode without reason! Talk about shoddy human craftsmanship! Maybe it was Anderson pushing Forrester through the window that did it. Did he? I was not paying attention. Ugh, your handbag sounds like a dick. Yeah, I think I got a defective model. Too bad the warranty's run out. Have you had your fun? We must move quickly if we're going to catch the old to the Godsphere. It will close in less than four human hours. Four hours, huh? Where is it then? The coordinates place it on the third moon of Arachne, just behind the spiraled mountain range, in the center of the Nightmare Plateau. Are you serious? That's fucking HQ. I am aware. Do you think I would invent this? Well, we're fucked then. No way we'll get in there on time. Hey, like, don't give up, lady. You know, the DeCamp family motto says, uh, Numquam sufficient orata. So, yeah. So? What does that even mean? Never enough gilding. No shit. I always thought it was, like, something inspirational. For Hecate's sake, she's not coming, is she? Whatever's all wrong, let's go. I have to end this. Yes! Forward! Into the Congolon's mouth! Hey, like, what about me? Oh, I don't know. Get the bus or something. Wait, the bus? Soon the Countess's whiny form is but a speck in the distance, as Betsy speeds back to her place of employment, where she is not likely to be received too warmly. Over in the Godsphere, the dudes are taking in the strange sights with the seemingly endless tour Robertson is leading them on, which has lately led them to a treacherous path cut into an enormous crystal mountain with psychedelic storms playing out in the distance. Shouldn't we be, uh, worried about those? You kidding? That's just Kwame having his fun. You know the northern lights they got on Earth? Oh man, we were so stoned when we came up with those. Excuse me. You mentioned you knew a way out of here, but you spent the last 30 minutes leading us in circles and telling asinine anecdotes. Hey, who doesn't like asinine anecdotes? You should thank Charlie. He's the god of them. Anyway, in all seriousness, the exit's just down this way. For some reason, they're all in caves. Pretty shitty advertising, if you ask me. I thought you didn't want mortals stumbling in here. Yeah, man, but caves makes us look bad, doesn't it? It's cheap. It could be somewhere badass, like a vol- Oh! What's the matter? Swallow your own bullshit? You ought to be more careful. Excuse me for a minute, gentlemen. Some urgent business requires my attention. Hey! He left! Now what? There's some folks up ahead. Maybe we'll luck out and find someone here who isn't a G-damn nutball. Hey! Hmm? Oh, hello there. We were just plotting. Care to join us? Well, don't take all day. Uh, okay. Should want you. Plotting's more his thing, though. I say, you're mortals, aren't you? That's right. And we're looking to get the hell out of here as soon as humanly possible. Humanly. <laughs> That's very good. Yes, very good indeed. I presume we are the funny variety of human as opposed to the pathetic type. Will that be an accurate characterization? Don't forget, my dear Hypatia, the two types are not mutually exclusive. Oh, yes, quite right, Sir Potiphar. Without a doubt, your famous wit remains undulled. Uh, excuse me? Yes? Yes. Is that a cloud of gas you're talking to? No common cloud of gas, sir. No less than Sir Potiphar, what on earth is that smell snot him? 
god of old-fashioned values. How do you do? We're shit out of luck, kid. They're as cray-cray as the rest. You said shit. Yeah, so what? I don't like it when people swear without any reason. Oh, but I did have a reason. You can't say shit out of luck without saying shit, can you? So there. He has a point there, Georgina. It seems humans, too, possess rational faculties, or something adjacent there, too. There's a dozen thought experiments rendered irrelevant. <laughs> How delightful. Can you imagine Erasmus's face when we tell him? You can just imagine it, can't you? It makes me positively dissipate in merriment. <laughs> Don't laugh, Potiphar. It's really freaky. Who are you, then? Goddess of censorship or something? Oh, no. Georgina's area is a good deal deadlier than that, if you must know. Tell them, won't you? Go on, go on. You know you want to. Georgina, goddess of spontaneous combustion. Oh, shit. Don't worry. I won't blow you up. It's too much of a pain to waste on someone who's just mildly irritating. Wait. I thought gods couldn't actually do the things they were gods of up here. Another very insightful point. Now you're getting to the crux of the matter, the very issue my confederates and I have been debating. It's all to do with the enforcement of regulations up here, which, granted, has never really been too consistent. Or forceful. Yes, quite right. Nicely put, Sir Potiphar. But anyhow, returning to my former point, as it were, this recent deterioration of already mediocre standards can be entirely blamed on the current administration, which is to say, our beloved sovereign, Grudax, who of late has proven rather undeserving of that love. His policies and governing philosophy, though once perfectly acceptable, have failed entirely to move with the times, so to speak. Though time is all relative here, of course. Of course, good point, especially for our human listeners who may still be tied to their narrow-minded conceptions of linear temporal progression. I mean, narrow-minded in the kindest sense, of course. But anyhow, what are we proposing to remedy this and innumerable other ills is, simply put, the removal of the current regime and the installation of someone far more capable, dynamic, and pretty in a girlish way. Wait, did you get that, man? So you want to knock Grudax off his cosmic throne and have a seat on it yourself? That about the gist of it? Mm-hmm. You've hit the nail on the head precisely, sir. Of course, I'm always open to alternatives to install a supreme overlord of the heavens, but I really think in absolute terms I can be said to be the most qualified. Not to mention, as the originator of the scheme, it came to me this morning over breakfast, you know, as the best ideas do, I also get special consideration. Sounds fair to me. So, you're looking for co-conspirators or something? Well, I already have the support of most of the other gods since I put forward a purely hypothetical vote at the happening a few hours ago. What were the exact numbers again, Snodham? 76,108 for Hypatia, goddess of elocution, purely hypothetical installation as new god of gods, 306 against. I do rather hope you got the names of all those 306. I must be sure to remember them once I come into power. Wait! Oh, this is just too much! How does he write things down? Elegantly! <laughs> you had to ask. What's your part in this scheme, then, little lady? Just hanging around and staring at people? Not at all. She is the indispensable linchpin of our little coup. You see, with her remarkable ability, which has no known limitations, she can off the big fellow himself, thus ensuring a bloodless transition of power. Is it bloodless if you're still killing him? Of course, there's no blood. He just goes, Really, I thought you humans were intelligent. I'll remember, Hypatia, old dear, they are still humans. Yes, yes, yes. Well, good luck to you, then.
Any chance you can direct us to the nearest exit so you can get out of the way of your glorious revolution? Oh, there's just one. Hmm. You know, I just had an idea. And say, it's not even breakfast. I'm on a roll, aren't I, Potiphar? Wouldn't you say? I haven't yet heard this newest inspiration, so I can't say for certain, but I've no doubt that it will put even your last one to shame. Supremely reasonable. You're a wonder, Potiphar. Well, I'll tell you. The big sticking point in our stratagem lies, broadly speaking, in how to lure out the famously reclusive Rudax from the Citadel. What better way than to present him with intrusive humans, which he's sure to want to inspect in person for the novelty value. I say, brilliant. Hey, hey, okay, look, I'm done with getting pushed around by gods and zorblongs and shit, okay? Kid. Hey, stop, man. I don't care what your angle here or what, I ain't doing it. Here's the angle. You do it, or I make you go pop. Oh. I have to warn you. Anyway, I hope you know we're very offended by such crass cajoling. We're professionals, you know. We could have worked something out. Could have, could have. It's just so much easier this way. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you? Yeah. Splendid. Shall we be going, then? Yes, yes, at once. Forward march humans and quick about it. Now, now, put some spring in your steps. We'll never make it to the Citadel in any kind of time at this rate. I don't get it. If you're all gods, why'd you gotta walk everywhere? Cutbacks, old boy. Unfortunate. But at least we gods don't get tired. Oops. Oh, you're right. I so wish I'd been born an aristocratic living fart instead. <laughs> so you do have a sense of humor as well. How exquisite. Snodham does not find it so exquisite. Regardless, they press on, gray and brown retracing their route back to the Citadel, where in the vast antechamber that leads to Grudax's holy sanctum, Judith and McCoy are waiting patiently. Shouldn't belong now. Huh. Mm-hmm. You know... I have to say, Judith, I never thought mortals could be so charming or <laughs> so beautiful. Was that a come on? You're not very good at this, are you? I told you. Please be kind to me. All right, but I should tell you, I don't have such a great history with love myself. Really? I mean... <laughs> I see. Perhaps it's a good thing I came here, Judith. Uh, we happen to meet. Perhaps this will turn out unexpectedly for both of us. Uh. Oh, someone's coming. <laughs> uh, you better get in the coffer. Excuse me? The coffer? You might be one of those gods you don't want to run into. <laughs> Hurry! I don't. This smells horrible! It's not so bad once you're inside. Wait, no, it isn't. Come on, man. We just gotta... Oh, shit. Oh, Brad. Vilmosh. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't seen any mortals around by any chance. What? No, bro. Why are you even, like... Man, don't give it away, man. Two mortals, perhaps? One in grey, one in brown? <laughs> okay, okay. Like, we saw them, okay, bro? Man! <laughs> Who could it be now, I wonder? We gave it up, didn't we? Let us go, man. Not so fast, laddie. <laughs> I think your friends are here. Hello, hello. We've got humans. Where's the big guy, then? Is he going to keep me waiting? 
Hold on just a minute, Hapisha. <laughs> oh, where did you find these two? What does it matter, you smirking creep? How about you go get your boss, quick, quick, while we're still young, if you please. <laughs> That's not very nice. Not very nice at all. You know, I wonder who let us mortals slip past in the first place, huh? Shut up, altar keeper! Can you see the gods are talking? What's the matter with the laundry coffer? Don't tell me what a Frank Sunday sprung to life again. It was such a bore the first time. Oh, no, it's nothing. <laughs> Poor he's. You're lying! Don't need to tell me that. Look at him. I ain't never seen a shiftier-looking dude. If we could dispense with the insults, <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going through these doors to tell the big guy about you two. Then he'll tell me what's to be done, and everything will be sorted. I highly doubt that. Besides, I insist on seeing Kudax myself, and I don't very well see how you can stop me. Well, <laughs> Brad Velmosh. You may not be able to stop two mortals from crawling through a cave into the Divine Realm, but surely you can hold off a cloud of gas, a female stick insect, and a wee lassie playing. Brad! Bro! You blew up, bro! Holy shit! You weren't kidding! Of course not! That guy annoyed me. He never shut up about those stupid topiaries. You're... You're not getting through, okay? I will not let you seriously. He would not have wanted it. For my sake, we don't have time for this. No, no, we simply don't have the time. We shall have to take measures. You you just stay back, all of you, okay? I've got a real god blaster, bro. It can't kill you, but, like, it will not be pleasant when it melts your insides. Georgina, do the other one, too. Georgina, quickly, quickly. I can't do it in really quick succession, okay? It, it makes me all sore. You may be a good deal more sore in a moment. Lord, how dreadful it must be to be made of matter. I'll do it. I will. Go ahead. I don't give a crap about any of these clowns. Oh! Hey, what? He just fell over. Did you do that? Certainly not. My guess is someone smashed a really big window somewhere down there. Not that it matters. No, the way is unbarred. Forward, comrades, forward. Yes, yes, what a joyous day this is. <laughs> oh, no. You get the feeling we're in the middle of something we got nothing to do with? Kid, I feel like that's 75% of the time. Thing is, take it like a pro. Oh, just forget it. Now, be a good lucky, McCoy, and open the big door already. I won't do it. <laughs> I know your plan is your holla. That hypothetical referendum didn't fool anybody. There's no way I'm letting you near the big man. You may recall from the last few minutes, old bean, that opposing us appears to be hazardous for your health. Oh, shut up, you reactionary karma. Think we'd better leave him to it. Nobody's paying us to stick around, anyway. Stop! <sighs> Good grief. It stinks in there. Dudes, this time you're done for. You gaslighting Grudax! You again! That's right. And now, finally, it's curtains for you! my messages. What? Look, don't you understand? You said gaslighting Grudax. Yeah. 
Now, son, don't you see that's not right? Glittering, fine. Gallivanting, okay. Go-go dancing, whatever. But gaslighting? Think about it. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. There's something I think I want to tell you. Quiet, McQuaid. This is a matter of supreme importance. Wait just a minute, will you? Who are you? And what are you doing here? Well... <laughs> oh, hold on. I, I know all that. Claw made the old snake wake up, made an opening you fell through, etc. Easy to forget when you're omniscient and so forth. Still, look at this mess. Mortals all over my antechamber, and we just had it cleaned. Don't get nasty, G-Man. I shower every day. Think you can say the same? God does not need to shower! I beg to differ. Udex, look at me. Your reign is at an end. You're finished. Done for. Yesterday's news. Kaput. Prepare to be combusted. Georgina, don't leave me hanging. Uh-huh. Wait, is that... Hey, we're indoors. He can do that indoors. Oh, goodness. It's all gone to hell, hasn't it? How disappointing. It seemed like such a good idea at the time. You should learn your place, woman. If you thought I could be dethroned so easily, clearly you have a lot to learn still. Better start from scratch. Now, hold on. This matter is still up for discussion, isn't it? Could we not perhaps come to some sort of agreement, of the mutually beneficial sort, of course, so as to ensure the contentment of all parties involved without any need to resort to violence? That is to say, further violence, or rather... Oh, please don't. Please, please, please don't... Don't fuck with Grudax! Dude! Dude! What? You wanna get creamed by a lightning bolt out of nowhere, do you? That fuchsia shit she turned into! It's Clom! That's Clom! That's what Clom is! We oui. Go tell the astrochemists back home. They won't believe you. Yeah, that was the last time I tried to dump our waste down into the mortal realm. No harm to it, they said. What could they even do with it, they asked. Then, of course, I did with them as I did with the explody one over there. And very nicely handled, too, sir. <laughs> no thanks to you, McQuaid. I expect better service in the future. You're just lucky there aren't any high gods left to fill your position. <laughs> uh, I am truly, sir. As for you mortals, hmm, there's something weird about you. You're in the brown suit. Weird? Like, uh, how, exactly? You got a curse on you, son. Some kind of clerical error, I'm guessing. Yeah. Mint? Actually, it tastes like shit. But if you ever take it, it'll uncurse you for good. If that's what you want, of course. Oh, uh, thanks, good hacks. You got any, uh, life lessons to impart? If it's not asking too much. Um, well, just remember, son, good only wins out in stage plays and shit. And this, this ain't quite that. Okay. Wait, wh what do you mean exactly by the... Oh, sorry, son, that's it. Show them out before they take all the silver, McCoyd. The incandescent forest opening should be accessible about now. <laughs> Will do, son. Now, if you'll excuse me, I think I'll go back to my beer and credence records. Say what you will about my distinguished predecessor, but he made some things that truly deserve to be called beautiful. Quite so, sir. Enjoy yourself.
Now I know why the universe is the way it is. Yeah, tell the truth. <laughs> I don't much like him either. But what am I going to do run around with those Z-listers out there? No thanks. Sounds like you don't like being a god at all. She sound different to you? I'm just happy she ain't trying to kill us this moment. <laughs> yeah, I could give it all up, I suppose, if I met the right mortal. Someone who could make earthly drudgery into bliss. <laughs> Judith? Yes? I believe. I love you. <laughs> believe me. I believe you. Come on, kid. You mean, <laughs> you feel the same way? I... Where did they go? Who cares about that? <laughs> Look at me, lass, and tell me you love me. And I'll leave all this for you. That's... They're getting away, cowards! I'm coming for you! This god blaster still works! <sighs> Look, Wade. Business as usual, eh, my friend? <laughs> The dudes exit the Citadel, returning to the muddy courtyard where they first met Robertson, with their eternal pursuer and her enormous pistol, not far behind. Funnily enough, lurking by the exit next to a bubble conveyance much like McCoy's, they find their old friend, the god of marketing again, grinning his used car salesman grin. Gentlemen, how nice to see you again. How's Hypatia and the gang? <laughs> they were nice. Not really, though. <laughs> then they were dead. Well, that'll happen when you go against the big guy. I'm not sorry to hear it. That bitch played this prank on me. I'll never forgive her for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me this pile of jello you're leaning against some kind of ship when it goes real fast and seats three. Oh, yeah. You know, funny, I was just talking to Hypatia at breakfast this morning. You're dead. We're in a bit of a hurry here, pal. Uh, how much you want to let us on your ship? Ah, uh, you know what? I'll tell you what. I'll give you fellas a ride for free out of the kindness of my own heart. Hey, thanks! Wait, man, we gotta figure this out. I can't take this not knowing if we're good or if we're sworn enemies for eternity. Get ready to die! We're good. Oh, okay. Aren't we still disavowed, though? With the moolah I got from that French hag, we can start our own G-Dam Association if we want to. Have to be alive to do that, though. Get! Kindly come aboard! Boy, she sure looks angry. What do you do to piss her off? Man, you've got no idea. The craft rises smoothly up into the air, leaving Judith with nothing to do but watch it vanish into the mauve to magenta sky. She throws her blaster to the ground and utters a string of curses so improbably profane even this generally tolerant station does not see fit to air them. Meanwhile, back on the gloomy third moon of Arachne, deep in the dungeons of the Unholy Order HQ, Betsy and Zorblong persevere in trying to reach the dimensional opening, apparently not aware that they have missed the climax entirely. Almost just tell me when we're there, okay? Hmm, we're back at the main dungeon. Miss your old cell, do you? Don't even joke about such things. Just take me where I want to go, and you won't have to worry about a thing. That's what she said. 
What the? Wombat, keep it down. I'll break your G-damn jaw. What's the point? They're already on to you. Look over there. Betsy. Shit. I'm indescribably disappointed in you. You don't understand, Supreme Matriarch. I'm after them, the dudes. I'm this close to locking them up for... Enough! You know what this is. A fucking obsession! You've committed conduct unbecoming of a space witch, especially one with your impressive record of arrests, in pursuit of something that barely even resembles justice anymore. Got anything to say for yourself, Missy, before I resume the bollocking? Um, uh, just this. You had better not be! Catch! Ah! What the? It's all right, sisters, I got it, I... <laughs> After her! Must be... Must must be... There! Say hi to the cloud guy for me! Uh. After crossing the dimensional rift, generally understood to be a highly headache-inducing experience, Betsy is dazed for a moment. It takes her a moment to take in her surroundings, which seem to be exactly like the ones she just left. The greasy ne'er-do-well in the cell beside her seems mildly interested in her sudden appearance. Oh, hi there! What? Didn't I... cross? Oh, you're from the other side, huh? How's the other me? Identical. Yeah, makes sense. I guess us wombats are the only constant in the multiverse. There's a disturbing thought. That's what she said! <laughs> Seriously, though, Gretchen. When I proposed, you see, she said that. Awesome. Uh, you know, this place doesn't look so different. Hey, you. As a duly deputized agent of the Unholy Order of Space Warlocks, I'm placing you under arrest, scumbag. Oh, no. What strange reality has Bessie stumbled onto? Won't she make it home? And what's to become of all our other players scattered at the arc throughout the cosmos and the various planes of reality? The answer, dear listeners, awaits you on this very station in two weeks' time. See you then! Sojourns in Space, Episode 3, In Grudax We Trust. The program was written, directed, and edited by Fred Azuedo. Produced by Jack Solar, with Otago Barbosa as creative consultant. The following performers were featured. Fred Azuedo as the narrator, Gray and McCoyd. Carmen Mancuso as Brown and Waldemar Forrester. Zoe Heffray as Gladys and the Comtesse. Gabrielle Germain as Betsy and Georgina. Alice Wu as Judith Osterheld the Supreme Matriarch and Mabel, Dana Prather as Orpheus Anderson and Hypatia, Matthew Erskine as Robertson, Daniel Benjamin Miller as Grudax, Brad, Sir Pontifar Snodham, and the Zorblong, Edward Scrimida as Vilmosh and Wombat. <laughs>